0: Russia is working on a space-based weapon on Lisa Brady. Fox News. The White House confirming that an anti-satellite weapon is the source of a national security threat made public this week by the House Intelligence Committee chair, who didn't reveal details but suggested declassifying information. National Security Communications Advisor John Kirby says the weapon could target communication and navigation systems. There's a
1: lot of things the satellites do for, for the whole population of, uh, of Earth.
0: But he says the weapon can't be used for physical destruction on Earth. Earth and has not been deployed. The district attorney prosecuting former President Trump for election interference in Georgia takes the stand at a misconduct hearing accusing defendants' attorneys of lying.
2: I object to you getting records. You've been... Intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial.
0: Fulton County DA Fani Willis could be disqualified from the case. A longtime friend of Willis testifying her relationship with the special prosecutor she hired, Nathan Wade, started before he was hired, which they deny.
2: Wade also denying claims that Willis benefited financially. He said they took trips together, but that she typically paid him back in cash or paid for meals or excursions to help balance out the costs,
3: She was very emphatic and adamant about this independent, strong woman thing. So she demanded that she pay her own way.
2: One of former President Trump's co-defendants argues Willis benefited from taxpayer dollars that went to Wade, which he then used to pay for the trips. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal, the former president,
0: was back in court in New York where a judge denied a defense motion to toss out a hush money-related case.
3: We want delays, obviously. I'm running for election. How can you run for election if you're sitting in a courthouse in Manhattan all day long?
0: He calls the case election interference and denies the charges, falsifying business records that trial set for March 25th.
4: Consumer Cellular, when Freedom Calls we're here to answer. Call us
1: at one one eight 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 Freedom. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line five gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May twenty twenty three.
5: Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five. five. Five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare information guide absolutely free. Call 800-919-3200. That's 800-919-3200. 800-919-3200.
0: Police in Kansas City, Missouri, say it appears a dispute between several people is what led to the deadly shooting at the end of yesterday's Super Bowl parade. First
2: and foremost... I want to stress that preliminary investigative findings have shown there was no nexus to terrorism or homegrown violent extremism.
0: Kansas City Police Chief Stacy Graves says three people are detained, including two juveniles, as the investigation continues. Half of the 22 people injured are under age 16. The youngest, just eight years old, a mother of two, was killed. A Washington State driver who suffered a medical emergency could still face charges for killing a pedestrian at a bus stop. The King County Sheriff's Office says driver Adam Graves appeared to have a seizure before hitting a vehicle with his truck, jumping the curb, and hitting and killing a 56-year-old woman on the sidewalk. According to officials, Graves, who has epilepsy, admitted he'd not taken medication for the condition since 2015, despite knowing the dangers of driving without it. Also noting he admitted to having another seizure while driving, striking another vehicle eight months ago. While Graves was jailed for vehicular homicide and assault, making his first appearance in court, he has yet to be charged. Prosecutors say they're waiting for a referral from the sheriff's office, which is still investigating the incident. Kristen Goodwin. Fox News. The head of the IRS says the agency is not planning a wave of audits for middle and low income Americans.
3: As commissioner, I want people to know that the IRS is on the side of taxpayers, and we are working to reflect that in every aspect of our operations. While administering the nation's tax law,
0: Commissioner Daniel Werfel telling a hearing they're using new funding and agents to increase scrutiny for complex filers who are evading tax responsibility. A rally on Wall Street: the Dow up 348 points, the S and P closing at a new record, 5,029. Elisa Brady, Fox News.
1: Hello again, everyone. Let's check weather. Free Central Laudon, Champagne, Van and Saturday, Shower activity clearing to the north and east. Sunshine to the west and south. Coming our way by the mid to late morning in a mostly sunny, windy and cooler afternoon. About 47 and temperatures may slide a bit over the mid to late afternoon. That west, northwest wind. You'll feel it shortly. 15 to 25 and gusty. This is cold front number one. Lows down to 27 for tonight. Much uh, stronger cold front and low coming at us for the day tomorrow. Quick clouding up and some snow certainly by the mid to late morning high temperatures up around 31 there may be perhaps a little bit of rain mixed in south of uh, Champaign with some of that snowfall that amounts to an inch or two highest totals to the north we'll see that snow out here by early tomorrow night clearing sharply colder down to 17 mostly sunny january-like levels on temperatures at 29 but 41 then recovering on sunday monday into the 40s low to mid 50s tuesday wednesday and thursday more rain scheduled for the middle and late parts of next week as well for stevie J broadcasting and beat Greg greg
6: It is The Drive of Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. We'll continue our baseball-heavy show. Get to a couple of texts real quick on the U of I Atlanta Link text line. Dirk, appreciate the reminder here. He says, off the path of some of these MLB big league clubs, but has anyone brought up Blake Walters, Muhammad product? Now with the Kansas City Royals, recently hit 100 in his recent bullpen. I just found the video on Twitter. And uh, yeah, that's, he's a stud. That's awesome. That's awesome. I can't imagine facing him in high school. We were just talking about. Can you imagine a March day? It's thirty-three degrees outside, and Blake Walters is throwing smoke, pumping ninety-nine. At oh you. my gosh! Yeah, good luck. If you even follow a pitch
3: off, can you even see a yeah. hundred? I've. It's I amazing believe. how these guys do what they do. Anybody who says, I know every baseball player says, well, the hardest thing to do in sports is to hit a baseball. I don't know if I can disagree seeing a 100-mile-an-hour pitch thrown at me. Yeah. That's insane. With the I possibility of that. a slider
6: breaking off. Right. And you, like, throw out your back as it dives into the dirt. <laughs> I don't or know. Or a 100-mile-an-hour fastball coming right at your head, oh, too. that, too. Jeez. It's amazing. It's amazing. And pitchers only continue to throw harder and harder. I saw... It's frowned upon if you're not in the mid-90s now. Yeah, it really is. I forget who the... I think it was the Angels prospect who... There was a clip last night. You had the, you know, the Pitch Ninja guy on Twitter. Yes,
3: I love that. I love that account. Yeah,
6: he showed a highlight of, uh, of him in college last year hitting what they clocked on ESPN of 105. That's insane. I remember when, like, Aroldis Chapman came up and he was hitting 100. It was, like, blowing my mind.
3: Yeah, he hit 105 a couple times, didn't he? Yeah. But does he have the fastest pitch? Let me me find this now. Jordan Hicks is up there, too. Yeah. Now San Francisco Giant, by the way. That's right, and they're making him a starter, apparently. Yeah, see how that goes. (laughs) Seems a little odd to me, but. Last
6: time, the Cardinals had a pitcher that – went back and forth and arguing, like, I should be a starter bullpen. Carlos Martinez, who, of course, was a starter, then a bullpen, then make me a starter. Oh, wait, no, you're continuing to get hurt and not nearly ineffective anymore. But, I mean, Hicks has got electric velocity. Does he have the secondary pitches? And can he stay healthy to, to be an effective starter? I don't know how – and I don't know what his uh, – how long he'd go in a
3: game. Like, could he go – Six, seven innings, I'm not sure. Rolled as Chapman 105.8 miles an hour back when he was with the Reds is the fastest recorded pitch in an MLB game. A 217 says Chapman has 105 tattooed on his wrist. Oh, does he? <laughs> hey, if I'm throwing 105, I'm tattooing 105. that myself too. 105.8? That's insane. Do we have a list of the fastest? I'm trying to get fastest. it. I know Duran of the Twins oh, last year hit 104.8. Did he really? I when I asked Jordan Walker who was the
6: toughest guy that he faced last year, he said uh, Duran for the Twins.
3: That he's nasty. He's in Doesn't he have great breaking stuff yeah, too? Yeah. Along with one oh four. Hits one hundred four and I think he has a nasty slider too. Yeah. Uh, so I see a site that
6: says 10 fastest pitches in MLB history. I'm on that right
3: now, but it's not really laid out right. now uh, I, I see Duran on there. at seven. This is claiming Nolan Ryan
6: through one Oh eight, but I don't know. Was that uh, wasn't
3: officially like was the it technology official? yeah. wasn't there yet to confirm that. Wouldn't be surprised though. Bob Feller also apparently hit 107 in 1946, but. How would they have charted that in 1946? I'm not sure exactly. I'll we'll have to call up uh I'll have to
6: call my buddy Lauren Tate and see what they were doing back in the forties <laughs> for uh radar guns. Verlander, of course, is thrown in the thrown past 100, hundred, hundred and two. There's been a lot of guys that have hit the, the low one hundreds. yeah, I think Jordan Hicks at one point hit like one oh three. Definitely one hundred three, if not one oh four. Cubbies have anybody that's that's up there? Currently,
3: Cubs don't throw hard, man. They had Chapman at one point. They of course, did have the World Chapman. Series. He was hitting 102, 103 that World Series year, but recently they've been going against the grain. Most of their pitching staff is not hard throwers, which I don't really agree with all that much, but yeah, they were pretty good pitching staff last year. They got a couple harder throwers at the back end of their bullpen now. Like they just signed Neris from the Astros. Yeah. I think he hits the upper 90s. But- and hasn't, uh,
6: really amped up the velocity. Now being a closer. Yeah, He's still
3: around like 94, 95. Oh, okay, so. okay. Merriweather on the Cubs bullpen. He's he's hit a hundred a few times. Nice. nice. That's about it, though.
6: Um, <laughs> Bill, uh, Bill from Troy sent a picture. This is scary, and it's uh, Bo Jackson with a baseball bat in his hand. Yeah. Did you see on Twitter, was it last night? Last night, Auburn beats the absolute breaks off of South Carolina in basketball. Did you see the clip that was going around Twitter where a guy wanted to ask, right before tip off, went to Bo Jackson and asked for a selfie? And he said, no, watch the game. <laughs> you can see it. You can lip read where he's like, hey, Bo, can I take a selfie? And he said, no, watch the game. <laughs> but that was just another Gosh. example of uh, there's been a just. A crazy oh a metal bat yeah you're right uh Bill sent a picture uh Bo Jackson with a metal bat I know someone I saw someone say recently like hey you know why do major leaguers not play with metal bats because they could kill people yeah that's why um but quick side note quick tangent I do want to get the free agents here uh before we get out of this segment but Another blowout in college basketball last night. South Carolina has had a great season. Lamont Paris, hot name. Going into the offseason as a potential mover right now has been tabbed by a lot of people as the favorite for national coach of the year. They lose to Auburn
3: last night by, was it at
6: 40 almost? 40.
3: 40. I think it was 101 to 61 final. Oh, man. There's just been a ton
6: of. Kansas got beat by 29 at Texas Tech. I know They had they didn't have Kevin McCuller in that game. And Dewan Harris playing on one foot. That's true. So you could ride in a few excuses. But it just, just felt like a lot of highly ranked teams I mean, have gotten Houston blasted. went to
3: Kansas and got blown out a couple weekends ago. I don't know. What else? Illinois is one of those few teams. Maybe yeah. that's why the metrics love them so much. Not saying that that's the only reason, but it does help. Tennessee got hammered at Texas A&M over the weekend. That's right. And then Auburn, who just hammered South Carolina, got hammered by Florida on Saturday. That's right. It is interesting. How is Auburn so good? I honestly
6: – They I, don't have
3: the star power at all. I haven't really watched them at all, to be honest with you. They might win the SEC. Them or Tennessee probably. Kentucky I thought would have, mm. but they've been terrible. Their defense is it's,
6: – it's, it's worse than tissue paper like it's
3: it's worse than, than any terrible. Iowa defense it is. that you've seen.
6: It I watched that Kentucky Gonzaga game. May or may not have bet on it. I bet Kentucky. Uh I was pretty mad that they literally went probably the final 8 minutes. Now they're they are a delight to watch offensively. Oh, for sure. They're so talented. Got like 5 NBA players. Yeah. And can really shoot the
3: 3. But they cannot get a stop to save their lives. Gonzaga was just running the same middle pick and roll <laughs> yes. the entire second half and Kentucky could not get a stop. I think they got four stops the final 12 minutes. Ridiculous. Again, they're they're a team that if they catch fire
6: offensively, they can outgun people. But cuz we saw my like we saw Miami do that last year on the way to the final four. I was digging up for an article I wrote recently trying to see what as far as Illinois who's had some issues defensively but been an elite offensive team. What are the, what profiles kind of overlap there for, if that were to stay the same, could Illinois go on a run? Miami last year hung like 88 on Houston and then put 89 on Texas in the Sweet 16 and then Elite 8 back-to-back to go to the Final Four. So some offensive
3: teams can do it. It just is harder when you don't get stops. It's just dependent on you have to be red hot happen to be red hot when the tournament rolls around offensively because if you're not going to get stops then if you're making 30 percent of your threes you're going to get bounced yep so it just depends on are you going to have the best shooting stretch of your season happen to come in the middle of March and if you do then yeah you're probably not going to be beaten by many teams (laughs) but that's why it's so rare that those profiles go on runs because it's pretty rare that you're going to be red hot for more than a game or two in a row yep that's well said and
6: Kentucky's only five and five over the last ten so a squad and they've lost in that They've lost their – three of their last four home games.
3: So, a team that's – Yeah, I think I the Gonzaga loss mark the first time since Coach Cal had been there that they'd lost three straight games at home. Ouch. Ouch. I know I
6: mentioned the Vols losing at A&M by a big margin. I still – I'm a, maybe a little biased because I saw it up close in their arena. I still love that team. I think that they can go really far. I'll probably pick them in my Final Four. But that's another squad. It's not quite Shaka Smart trusting. Mm-hmm. Especially Shaka Smart post VCU has really had trouble in the tournament. Rick Barnes has notably had some some
3: failures to get as far as maybe they should. But that's going to be tough though for both those teams. I think both those teams could absolutely be Final Four teams. Shaka's team and Rick Barnes's mm-hmm. team. But it's going to be tough on the bracket I've ar- there. To- <laughs> I've already bet on Marquette to win it all, so I I bit that bullet already. Have you seen Tyler Kolick's numbers the last like month? He's averaging 27 points a game and, like, eight assists to two turnovers. He's incredible. He's unbelievable.
6: I, I hated it. They had a little bit of a, a swoon there. Was it late December into January where he wasn't playing all that well and they were taking some losses? They lost at
3: home to, like, Butler. Uh-huh. Someone else that didn't they maybe lose to, like, Nova or someone who's not going to make the tournament think you're right. But they've won eight in a row, and I cannot wait Saturday. It's Marquette and UConn. Wow. UConn riding high after beating DePaul last night by 110. <laughs> it wasn't actually 110, but it was every 10, 10, 101 to six. Every time I open my <laughs> score app and I'm like, look at their scores, all of a sudden DePaul comes across, <laughs> and they're down 44 every time. <laughs> every single time. It doesn't matter who they play. They could be playing Xavier or UConn or... I mean, that's insane. Who I, wants that job? Yeah, who wants that job? You're going to have to go pluck from like a low major team, probably with somebody with Chicago ties.
6: I know my buddy it's Jeremy Horner has, has said that Juwan should go there, but Juwan should just uh, sit on an NBA bench as an assistant or just enjoy retirement if, instead of going coaching to Paul. In my opinion, I don't know. Maybe he could get some Chicago guys to, to go there. But
3: yeah, I don't. I, I would. I don't think that, that would work out. I mean, he could probably convince a couple pretty good Chicago kids to play there, but then he's I, coaching them. So I don't <laughs> know if John Wooden would work out at DePaul. <laughs> like,
6: yeah, who who is going to work out? I I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe we They're won't. They're three and twenty-two. Yeah, that's tough. That's pretty difficult. But yeah, Marquette losing. They lost Sean Jones, who was a nice piece off the bench. They lost him for the season. Felt like that was a a tough break for them. But they've been playing really good basketball. know they're they're really, really good offensively. They're another team that can be exploited a little bit defensively. They're not the best at that end of the floor. Uh, Oso Iguodaro has been a guy that's kind of been a little up and down, but know that he's got good athleticism, really good passer. They've won, what is that,
3: eight in a row? Yeah. Wow. That is going to be a massive game against UConn Might be the game of the year because UConn's won like nine in a row or something. You are correct. They've won thirteen in a row. Thirteen. Wow.
6: Heavy hitter matchup there. That's exciting. Uh two one seven says DePaul
3: should hire D Brown. You could do worse. I want better for D, though. Uh, yeah, I do too. I do too. <laughs> I don't want him stuck I mean, there. I mean, it is a high major job. It is. I sh- I guess I shouldn't say that, but man. I wonder how far away. If you go to DePaul you're not gonna win there and then like you failed at a high major job. How does that affect the, your future? You know, it's like it. It's got to be the right kind of coach that wants that. It's true. Yeah,
6: I mean, he, he
3: is just, coaching at Roosevelt right now, which is what a D three, right? No, I know. He could that would it. that would be a huge. He would take the swing. Right, he got the chance. Absolutely, absolutely. But, but I just wouldn't wish to Paul on anybody. Else. No, I know. It's just you're not going to win any games like, there. Yeah. If you went 500 with them, if you got them to 500 right now, you would probably get a better job. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, I am interested when D gets
6: that shot at the – does it have to be the mid-major level first before he goes high major? I, he probably, he's not going to get hired immediately as a high major head coach, I wouldn't imagine. I mean, he might have to do like a high major assistant. Could be an assistant, I was going to say. Yeah, uh, but you, work your way up. I like to see that for D. He's going to be a – I think he'll be a really good, especially assistant because of the personality as a recruiter. We'll see as far as the head coach and, and how that goes based on opportunities. A lot of times situation matters, landing spots, opportunities that, that open up. But uh, I do think – another dynamic that he would even tell you, guys that he's recruiting right now don't know who D Brown the player was, which is crazy to think about.
3: True, I never got to watch him in college, so. That's Crazy.
6: Uh, Bill says DePaul should hire Bruce Pearl. <laughs> He'd put Ray Meyer's shenanigans to shame. Yeah, I don't know. DePaul's got it out for him. Louisville. I'm interested to see how attractive that job's going to be. I think they're going to get somebody big, probably. Muss? Maybe. Kind of be interesting that Musselman off of three straight Sweet Sixteens. Two of those were elite eights, and then one bad year, and he's gone there. Not that he's getting fired, but that he would walk away. But I feel like Jerome Tang could get that job too. Oh, no. I do not need Kansas State open again. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's going to happen. You you know where I'm going with that? No. I absolutely know where you're
3: going with that. What I will say is I feel like Kansas State's going to come open at some point soon because I feel like Tang's going to get a bigger job. Yeah, He won't be long for there. I just don't want to have to. Deal with the questions again. Is Texas going to come open again after they've kind of not been Damn. that great, with Terry, and then we're going to hear that? Mm, no, I, I they I don't think so. But yeah,
6: it won't be this year. But they might be wondering if they made the right move with Terry, although they went to the what the Elite Eight they last did, year. Yeah, it,
3: doorstep of the Final Four. Can't it's blame them. A great but- game. Man, they could have gotten almost anyone they wanted if they really did want to go through a full search last year. It's true. And don't they have to be embarrassed by some of this horns down stuff?
6: They've been (laughs) getting horns down for eternity, I would imagine. Now, of course, I haven't been alive for eternity, but uh, it feels like people have been doing that to
3: Texas for Forever and yet now Terry is. I had no idea that anyone had a problem with that at all until Rodney Terry goes down the handshake line and is calling people classless or whatnot. And then they went to BYU like a week later, and the student section had horns down like painted on their shirts, and the security said, "Not take that off. We can't. That's that's offensive." Offensive. What?
6: It's unbelievable. Soft is what it is. I can't. I can't believe that, but. Yeah, uh, Louisville, Ohio State, we'll see what happens with Michigan, of course, and on down the line. So it's going to be a very interesting coaching cycle as that thing really churns uh, when we get into the offseason. But, of course, Atlanta fans don't have to worry about that, at least. they got some basketball to focus on. Uh, When we come back, I want to get to, like we said, the top ten free agents remaining in baseball. Cody Bellinger, what's the latest buzz on him? I want to get Kyle's thoughts on that. So the Athletic had a rundown with some updates and predictions on the free agent list. And then before we get out of here, we can update you on what happened in the Big Ten last night and what we got going tonight for that. If you want to weigh in, you can 217-359-2255 on the U of I Atlanta link text line. This is The Drive.
1: Are you tired of shivering in the winter? Look no further than your local heroes at ABC Heating and Air Conditioning. Hi, this is Gina inviting you to give us a call at 217-352-5400 to book your appointment to make sure your furnace is run safely and efficiently this winter. We've been proudly locally owned and operated and have been serving our community for over 50 years. ABC, always be comfortable. Call me, 217-352-5400 to book your appointment today or go to abcheatingandac.com.
5: First Federal Savings Bank of Champaign-Urbana invested in our community since 1908. Before you buy your home in 2024, we invite you to speak with one of our experienced lenders, Jack, Jim, Kim, or Lane. Experience the convenience of working with a local lender with local service, decisions, and loan underwriting in our comfortable offices. Visit us to experience the exceptional, friendly service from our knowledgeable staff. Hey, if you're not already banking with us, give us a try. We think you'll love it here. We do. 356bank.com, First Federal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS. 435-120 Four three five one two zero.
1: Kelsey Furniture in downtown Tuscola sells temperpedic beds. What's it like?
5: I'm going to tell you right now, Stevie, that that thing is the best thing I've ever slept on in my life. My wife and I both have said we've never had a better night's sleep. And the people at Kelsey's were fantastic. Brian is the guy that helped us. You know, as much as I did my research, he had a world of knowledge about beds themselves. Oh, man. It's like sleeping on a cloud, man.
1: Kelsey Furniture, downtown Tuscola.
5: Illini fans, taste what's special about Jets pizza by ordering any of their specialty pizzas for $5 off. That's right, save $5 on all specialty pizzas like the barbecue chicken pizza, chicken grill to perfection, premium mozzarella cheese, bacon, red onion, and BBQ sauce. All piled onto Jets' amazing crust made from dough they make fresh every day. There's also their super special all-meaty chicken bacon ranch and more, all $5 off. Make your day special and order a Jets specialty pizza for $5 off.
1: This is XYZ Insurance. How can I help? I have a question about my home policy. Okay, question about phone policy. Uh, home policy. Okay, gnome policy. H-O-M-E,
2: home! Technology is great, but sometimes it's better to talk with a real person. With Erie Insurance, you have a caring, independent agent who's with you from beginning to end. We
7: don't have any H O M E S on record.
2: Your Erie agent in Champaign is Thomas and Eller's Insurance. Go to erieinsurance.com for company licensure and product details.
4: Have you ever looked at a junk truck and said, Man, that truck is hurting? Two men in a junk truck trucks are pretty. They're pretty big. So they can handle large jobs. They're pretty reliable. Two men in a truck has been recognized as a trusted leader in the moving industry for over 35 years. Now we are proud to offer that same reliability to junk removal. And they're pretty fast. When you're ready to let some things go and that you don't need, you don't want to wait three weeks. You want it gone now. Go to two men and a junk and make room for what matters most.
7: Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC.
5: At Pards in Urbana, the boots just keep on coming. They're known for their huge collection of men's cowboy boots, women's cowgirl boots, kids' boots, and even shoes. If you're searching for top footwear brands, look no further than Pards. They carry a wide variety, including Ariat, Dan Post, Smoky Mountain, Roper, Double H, and more. And if socks or accessories are what you need, they've got all your high-quality essentials. Since 1968, Pards has been serving their customers with high-quality merchandise. And if you haven't been to Pards in a while, a lot has changed. Go check them out just off University Avenue in Urbana.
6: Hey, let me tell you about Busey. It's hard to recognize the full impact that nearly 1.3 million American charitable nonprofits provide from hospitals to youth clubs, parks to humane societies, and everything in between. These organizations provide valuable services, perks, and entertainment to our lives. Bucy is proud to give back to our communities by doing the right thing for our customers and building trusted relationships that span generations. Full-time associates receive two hours of paid volunteer time each month, inspiring Team Bucy. To find causes that resonate with them and get involved in 2023 alone, Busey Associates generously gave nearly 16,000 hours of their time to hundreds of community organizations, with 180 associates actively committing to board service in their communities. Visit Busey.com backslash the pillar to learn more about nonprofit board service and visit Busey.com slash impact to learn more about Busey's commitment to the communities that they serve see member FDIC All right, Kyle, let's get to the top remaining. Free agents left on the board in Major League Baseball via The Athletic that came up with a top 10, along with some buzz, speculation on where they think some of these guys will go. There were some bold predictions. This is uh, Jim Bowden, by the way, who wrote this. He makes a couple of predictions, saying flat out where he thinks this player will go, and others just teams in the mix. So uh, we'll sort through it. Definitely want to get your thoughts on Bellinger as we go, but let's start the list. The reigning Cy Young Award winner in the NL, Blake Snell, 31 years old. He already had 2.25 last year. He is still unsigned, Scott Boris client. A lot of names have been attached to him in terms of suitors, but where this is currently at, I think that is leaving a lot of question. Yankees, Angels, Giants, Red Sox, Cubs, Phillies, and Mariners have all been linked to Snell at points during the offseason, Bowden wrote for The Athletic. He says he thinks the Yankees will ultimately land him, especially as a response now to the Orioles being ultra aggressive with Corbin Burns and having the potential to add another piece to the rotation as well. Man, if the Yankees got him and also having Garrett Cole at the top in a <laughs> what if what if you had the top two in the AL East, one has Burns and Cease,
3: and the other one has Snell and Garrett Cole. Yeah. Wow. That would be fun. That'd be a fun ALCS. Uh, It is interesting because it's very rare that you see a reigning Cy Young winner just sitting there in free agency. True. No one wants to meet his price tag. I do understand it with Snell, though. It's kind of in the same boat as Bellinger. Like just had this crazy resurgent year after you were down a little bit. And obviously, Snell was a Cy Young candidate early in his career as well. Mm Mm-hmm. That was with Tampa, right? Right, Yep. And then he was—he battled some injuries, was down a little bit, didn't have quite the numbers. Kind of similar with Bellinger, where he was obviously an MVP candidate with L.A., got hurt, hurt his shoulder, two down years. Then you have all of a sudden this resurgent year, and now Scott Boris is asking for $240 million, and teams are like, okay, let hold on a minute. <laughs> How much can we trust last year with these guys? And Snell especially as well, I know he walked, the moon last year and still didn't give up any runs, which is a little bit of a red flag. Now he struck everybody out as well. I'm interested to see the contract he gets. I don't think he's going to get quite the $200 but yeah, I think the Yankees, that would make a lot of sense after they really wanted Yamamoto, didn't get him. Mm -hmm. Snell's kind of their backup plan there. Settle for a reigning Cy Young winner, I think that'd be all right. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's a guy that was dominant last year, and I'd take him in my rotation in a heartbeat and think you can trust him, even if maybe he's not going to pitch quite to the level last year. He's going to be at the front end of your rotation. Yeah, and pitching definitely last year outside of Cole. Cole was really good. They didn't have it
6: in terms of the depth or a a really, really solid number two to go to. They didn't, I was going to say, in a postseason series, but of course they fell short last year. They are just two games over five hundred, So... Looking at this, the ability to get Snell, to have Marcus Stroman in that rotation as well was a nice addition. I like Nestor Cortez, who I know he got hurt last year, but two years ago he was an all-star. Um, a little bit of a drop-off last year, but a young, younger guy that has thrown well from there from the left side. So uh, Snell would give them a really, really good one-two punch. If their lineup would stay healthy through a year, I know that's asking a full slate of games for John Carlos Stanton, which has seemed impossible of late but all i mean to a a greater extent and, and more importantly Aaron Judge and Juan Soto now uh, for whatever reason i'm i've got an internal feeling i'm i'm buying the yankees this year now i probably I'm with you. i should because i look on spot track right now they currently have the highest team payroll at 290 million dollars and then they're possibly going to sign probably the most expensive pitcher outside of Shohei Ohtani of the offseason so that would be a team that's thrown just a boatload of money around and outspending both of our teams by – they're already outspending the Cubs and the Cardinals as it currently stands by over $100 million in payroll for this season. But I, it feels just – number one, it's been way too long since they've been to the World Series and, and especially won it. It was 2009 when they last won one. But I think if they get some some injury luck to go the other way for them, Soto in a in a contract year – and if they make one more pitching addition, I, I, I think that would be a, a team that's going to make some some real real noise, and would expect them to go deep in the postseason. Yeah, I
3: definitely agree. They were they were still solid last year, and they couldn't hit at all. That lineup was just beyond Aaron Judge. It True. was so shallow. They were so injured last year too, both in the rotation and some of their position players. Obviously, Stanton's hurt every year, but Rizzo Rizzo fell off a cliff. When Rizzo had that. Weird, like, they found out he got a concussion in May in August, and he was just never the same after. That was a really weird situation. I think he'll bounce back this year, assuming he's healthy, doesn't have any complications. You had Juan Soto. I mean, now you got two of maybe the five best hitters in baseball in your lineup. Yep. So I'll sign up for that, plus a pitching staff that has a perennial Cy Young candidate in Garrett Cole. And if you had one more pitcher, whether that's Montgomery or Snell – yeah, I, I think that team probably wins the AL East and, well, the Orioles. I, know, I, don't, I, know. I don't know if they win the AL East, but I think that they are a contender in the AL for sure. It'd kind of be like the Astros and Rangers battling out there in, in the West. Yeah, I forgot the Orioles are in that division. I'm, I'm thinking like Red Sox, Rays. Yeah, the Red Sox are down. Blue Jays, and I just because you never think about the Orioles for the last five years, you have just – completely forgotten that they existed. And now I think they're going to run that division here for the next decade. That's fun. That's a fun
6: team for sure. Number two on
3: the list, Jordan
6: Montgomery, 31 years old, 3.20 ERA, was a big shot in the arm for Texas last year in their push to the World Series, both in the regular season and pitched well in the postseason too. I mentioned earlier in the show their GM spoke yesterday and said they don't currently anticipate another addition until – You know, prior to the start of opening day, could it just be posturing and trying to get Scott Boris to lower the price tag, or could the Rangers actually be out? There's been a lot of talk about them and their TV deal and how much money they want to spend. It's written here in The Athletic, the Red Sox, Cubs, Giants, and Yankees have engaged with Montgomery and could be in play if he doesn't re-sign with the Rangers. The Phillies have also been linked to him. What do you think of Jordan Montgomery? I think it's a guy that... I've read asking price around is about twenty to twenty five million dollars a
3: year. Is that the asking price they project them to make, or the think, asking price that Boris wants? I think
6: it, that's what they're asking for. The projection it's probably closer to twenty five. Knowing Boris is pretty aggressive, Spot Track has him at
3: about eighteen million a year in terms of value. Yeah, I think I think I'd probably give him eighteen to twenty mil a year and be pretty satisfied with that. I mean, that guy's been really consistent here the last couple of years. Pitched great last year. Pitched great in the postseason last year. I would, yeah, I I mean I I like that as a Cubs target. I, I, to hear the Cubs mentioned in there now, I just I don't see them adding two of the top three remaining free agents left. And there's one guy that you'll mention in a minute from now that yep. I would much rather have. Yep. But that could be a pivot. If something doesn't work out there, I just, I think he's a really reliable guy. He's not an ace per se. I wouldn't sign him to be my ace, but as a two or a three, a guy, you know, is probably going to give you a quality start most times out there. I, I think he's been great here the last couple seasons and he'd fit in almost any rotation really as a left-hander. I like all those options that you listed there. I think he'd fit with the Phillies. I think mm. the Red Sox could maybe try to make some noise here if they've been quiet Yankees, if they maybe think they can afford him a little more than Snell. I wonder if he would want to go back there, though. Yeah.
6: He had a quote I was reading through something else where he said something about, they they may have given up on me, and then I went to the Cardinals, and it was a better fit with, uh, who was it, Mike Maddox, who then was his pitching coach in Texas as well. Why aren't the Cardinals involved in that? Exactly. Because we have enough starting pitching. You know what's going to... You have six starting pitchers again? Yeah, that's apparently it. Uh, I think we have five, but what is infuriating, if Montgomery goes for like 18 to 20, I was I had to look it up to remind myself, Kyle Gibson signed a one-year $13 million contract. Lance Lynn signed a one-year $11 million contract. The difference of like $7 million this year to have like Lance Lynn versus Jordan Montgomery is making my blood boil just thinking about that. So uh the Cardinals are kind of in that similar range of where they usually are as far as payroll, like ranking 10 to 15. They're currently 10th according to Spot but they spent $162 million on their payroll. The Cubs are ahead of them at 187. I don't they've the money is there. The Cardinals are consistently a top three or four attendance team every year. They they've been in the top four every year in the last decade. So the idea that they don't have the money to do it is just is is not true. So I – oh, Kyle, you're making me mad. Not you, but you, you, you hit a soft spot. Uh, Cody Bellinger, I know you have a soft spot for this guy and hope that he puts the Cubs uniform back on. 28 years old, 26 home runs last year, 97 RBIs, um, batted over 300, stole 20 bases – the Athletic says the Cubs, Blue Jays, and Angels seem like the most likely destinations for the NL comeback player of the year. Yeah, the Blue Jays are the one that scare
3: me the most. And what but, did they, Who have they added recently? Didn't they go out and they get... They got s- Justin Turner. Justin Turner, that's right, okay. Hey, I think that was more of a one-year deal. Did they get somebody else? I, obviously, the whole Otani situation went down for them. Yes. I thought after that, that's when I really got concerned of like, oh, they're going to desperation go get Bellinger now. But it's just a situation where from everything I've read on the Cubs end, it's Jed Hoyer has a price in his mind that he'll pay for Cody Bellinger. And if the market dries up and it gets to that price, he'll be a cub. And if some team is desperate and overpays for him and meets that crazy Boris price, then he's going somewhere else. And to me, I don't I I still have a lot of confidence. Maybe it's irrational, but I just I've always kind of in the back of my mind been like, eh. I think ultimately it's gonna dry up for him. There's gonna be too much concern about the fact that it's he had two down years and then how sustainable was last year. I personally think it's pretty I think the down twenty one and twenty two can be attributed to a shoulder injury that he talked about a lot last year where he just his swing wasn't the same and that was bothering him for a while. The Cubs tweaked some things. Now, he wasn't hitting the ball as hard as he was back in his MVP years with the Dodgers, but his two-strike approach was good. He was hitting for a higher average. He still had some power. He didn't have the MVP power, but what, 23 homers is what you said last year? 26. Like, I think he's – if you sign him to a six-, seven-year contract, I think he will be well worth it. And the fact that he can play first and all three outfield spots really gives you flexibility with, obviously, your top prospect being a center fielder coming up and – I just – to me, it is a failure for the Cubs if they don't come out of this offseason without Bellinger because, to me, if Bellinger signs somewhere else and you don't pivot to one of those other top free agent pitchers, your team got worse on paper from last year, Mm -hmm. which cannot happen. So, I think that still has to be priority one for the Cubs. Jed Hoyer's proven that he's not going to overpay for guys just because there's some fan pressure on him. I guess I have to respect that. I still kind of think – He's going to win that stare down, but if he doesn't, I will be very upset. The Cubs need to end up with Cody Bellinger by the end of this offseason. You absolutely have to. And if you're Cody, why the heck would you want to go to the Angels? <laughs> I don't know. I Again, Blue Jays are my yeah. my one threat there. I think they could use him, but uh, I still I still think he's a Cub And when it it's seemed, all said and done.
6: The speculations seem to... Of course, it, everything it. that's come out says he loves the
3: Cubs. I was going to say, that's what I was going so, with. that He would prefer to go back there, and I think that that will be if what it, If it happens. comes down to the you know market dries up for him and there's two offers that are right in the same range, I do have confidence that he probably comes back to Chicago. Yep. Matt Chapman's listed at number four. Blue Jays and Giants
6: are reported to have been the teams that have shown the most interest. I know that it's been floated out there by some that – he could be a pivot guy if the Cubs don't get Bellinger as well. If they wanted to add a bat instead of a, an arm in Montgomery or Snell. Be... I just don't trust
3: his bat at all. Chapman. Yeah. yeah. Great defender. Great defender. Would fit. I mean, he's a third baseman. Cubs have a hole there, but I don't trust that bat at Didn't all. Didn't he start really hot last year? and then his went? His year was weird. I think if you looked at it, he had like two months where he was just awesome. Where he had like a near a thousand OPS for, it was like April. And then I think like August or something. And then the other four months, he was like below replacement level. at the plate. <laughs> oh, so I just can't deal with that type of inconsistency with the bat. I, it, it would have to be like uh his market is completely dry and you're getting him on a three year contract that has a lot of, has low risk on it. That'd be my interest level in him. I just think that bat is not very good. Is Morrell playing
6: third for you guys otherwise?
3: That's what I would hope to see. They've been so reluctant to play him there. He has been pretty poor defensively so far, but I just think get that guy on an offseason program where he's taken every single rep at third base and give him a shot there. I think that's you need to find a position for him. He can't just be a DH forever, as electric as his bad is. I want to see that. And I think it probably will be him, and then you have Madrigal for defense. Ah, uh, magical. <laughs> of course. He's still there. Speaking of DH forever, the fifth
6: best r- remaining free agent, J.D. Martinez. Still going, man. 36 years old with the Dodgers last year. Still still. He had a good year. 33 home runs, 103 RBIs, 271 average. He doesn't stop average. hitting. He nope. does
3: not stop hitting.
6: Professional hitter. uh Bowden wrote that he thought the Giants or I'm sorry, thought the D backs were going to be the best fit for him, but they pivoted and signed Jock Peterson instead. You have the Mets and the Angels that have been linked to him. Also the Marlins, considering and I know he mentions here that Martinez is a Miami native, and maybe that would be a really good fit for him. Uh I've also seen Miami and a guy that's not listed here, someone that's had a a turbulent on and off the field, mostly off the field, and it's spilled into on the field. Tim Anderson for the White Sox. um, Maybe he could end up in Miami as well. But what do you think, J.D. Martinez, if if someone needs
3: a DH, he's obviously still a guy that's been very, very productive. You sign him, he's going to hit. That's all you need to know. That guy, every year he hits. Yep.
6: Whit Merrifield's on here at six. Mike Clevenger seven. Hyung Jin Ryu as number eight as a pitcher. Brandon Belt, you can tell there's a fall off here. Michael Lorenzen. No Trevor Bauer on this list. No Tim Anderson. I don't know, is there any other omission? I'm not sure. It really is seeming to be four big guys that there's focus on. Really three. Snell, Montgomery, Bellinger, and I'd throw Chapman in there as a maybe a, a 1B. But JD's, he's a specialty guy, but Certainly, if you need that pop in the order, I'd, I'd take it. Uh, on the note of a uh, a DH, Jorge Soler just signed a three year deal with the Giants, so uh, a lineup that could use some of that pop. Let us know on the text line. You got any thoughts? <laughs> Bill says the family of Madrigal, straight out of Encanto. I haven't seen that movie. My I haven't either. My niece loves it and always tells me that's like her favorite movie, and I haven't I haven't seen it. Anyways, we're due for a break. We'll finish up with some Big Ten hoops, 217-359-2255 on the U of I Atlanta League text line if you want to weigh in. We'll be back. This is The Drive.
5: So when was the last time you saw a best deal guarantee? You mean a promise that actually held up? Right. That some unknown online entity didn't want you to log in and download a code and then re-verify as you join some club? Drives you nuts, I know. And then once you purchase that set of steak knives? Well, Dick Van Dyke Appliance World is a lot simpler. You find a verified great deal and they beat it. Just show them the deal you saw. A newspaper clipping or the online cart price will do, and then you're good. At Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, it's one of those instances where you see a best deal guarantee and... You get the best deal.
4: This
1: is Dennis Rieken, chairman of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. Our exclusive 10-year protection plan comes free with most appliance purchases. Whether it's a GE, Whirlpool, Frigidaire, Bosch, or any of our 30 brands, I guarantee we will beat any competitor's deal.
4: Wow. Big bad a lion's world. When you buy from us, you get the whole Save up to 50% on a hot tub or swim spa at the Hot Tub and Swim Spa Blowout Expo this weekend only at the Champaign County Fairgrounds. Browse a huge display of hot tubs, cold therapy tubs, and swim spas from five major brands at up to 50% off. See swim spas in action, offering exercise, therapy, and fun all year long. Immediate delivery is available, financing is available, and show admission is free. That's the Hot Tub and Swim Spa Blowout Expo this weekend only at the Champaign County Fairgrounds. Visit hottubexpo.com. That's hottubexpo.com. Have you ever wondered why you pay your bank to
2: have a checking account with them?
4: We do, too.
2: At Fisher National Bank, we offer free checking accounts that reward you to bank with us. Our Rewards Cash Back Checking offers 2.02% cash back on debit card purchases up to $500 monthly. No service fees or balance requirements needed to earn rewards. For a free checking account that pays you back, simply make 12 debit card purchases, receive electronic statements, and have one direct deposit within a monthly cycle. It's so simple. We bet you're doing most of these things already. With Rewards Cashback Checking, you have access to Rewards Saver, which earns 4.07 annual percentage yield on balances up to $20,000. Reward yourself with free Rewards Cashback Checking and reward Saver. A few of the many ways Fisher National Bank invests in our customers. See monthly requirements at any branch or fishernational.com. Fisher National Bank. Exceptional communities. Exceptional people. Member FDIC.
4: Two Men and a Truck has been recognized as a trusted leader in the moving industry for over 35 years. Now we are proud to offer that same reliability to junk removal, introducing Two Men and a Junk Truck to the Champaign area. Our goal at Two Men and a Junk Truck is to help you make room for what matters most. We can make your garage, attic, basement, house, or business look bigger with our furniture or appliance removal. Contact us today at twomenjunktruck.com.
7: I'm Dr. Jaya Wadawan and I'm a pediatrician with OSF Healthcare. RSV is respiratory syncytial virus and it's very common in um, pediatric patients, especially in the age group of less than two years old. In RSV, some symptoms to watch for is um, fever, cough, wheezing, any difficulty breathing, decrease in appetite. So with COVID and RSV, it's difficult to differentiate the symptoms and the presentation of each. The best thing to do, is go to your provider and get a swab for both COVID and RSV. Older people can get it. It presents more of an upper respiratory infection. However, in the pediatric population, it presents more in the lower respiratory tract, which causes more of severe symptoms. Treatment includes supportive care for fever, so that includes Motrin and Tylenol. And if they need further respiratory support, that would include some oxygen support and nebulization. Visit the website, osfhealthcare.com.
6: All right, Kyle, let's finish with some hoops. Had some action last night.
3: Quite a crowd there in College Park. Did you see that? Yeah. Saw a bunch of people. Must have been dressed up as an empty seat night or something. (laughs) Listed attendance of twelve thousand looked like on TV. There might have been dropped a thousand twelve. What a, we gotta fix the listed attendance thing? I mean, let's get yeah, a I better agree. way. We can't. I get it that they just put out how many tickets they sold and just try to flaunt that as their attendance total. Let's let's actually list the attendance of tickets you scanned for a game.
6: I'm a hundred percent with you. I wish we could have known that. Very. Sleepy, sterile environment there in College Park. You are going to for Illinois going there this weekend. Going to play. It will be a Saturday. Be a team that I think it'll be a
3: decent environment, yeah. especially after they came back and won last night.
6: I thought that there was a chance, and they trailed for most of that game last night. They ended up beating Iowa seventy-eight to sixty-six, but behind a halftime, behind a good portion of the second half, that if they lost that, it'd probably be a team that was on quit alert. Now, the fan base seems to have already quit. Uh, they're sitting there at 14 and 11. As a team, no thoughts, really hopes of NCAA tournament or you know, probably have work to do even to come into the NIT picture. But if you look at the stat lines, Julian Reese, 16 points, 13 rebounds. Good player, guy that you're going to have to account for. 21 points last night from Jameer Young. And uh, Deshaun Harris-Smith actually had a good night, the highly hyped freshman who's really kind of been a dud this year, especially offensively. 17 points for him off the bench. Made two threes. Look out. What's your early vibe on – did you catch any of that game last night? And what's your early vibe on Maryland?
3: We'll talk a lot more about that tomorrow. Caught the latter half of it. I think it's still kind of a dangerous Maryland team because you know they defend. Mm Mm-hmm. And they've got two players who can beat you offensively. And to me, those two guys' profile as two guys Illinois has had a ton of trouble with when it comes to a quick, explosive lead guard and a big man in the post. And we saw that obviously play out in Champaign. Those two guys went off. Maryland beats Illinois. And I thought Maryland defended. Now, Illinois missed a ton of layups in that game. But I thought overall Maryland did a pretty good job just being physical and having some longer athletes to throw it. Didn't really give Illinois the booty ball matchups they wanted. So I am scared just of this matchup. I think it's not the best matchup ever for Illinois. Now you go on the road, it's got to just be more of a mental thing. Like, beat this dang Maryland team. Get some revenge. That's the one black cloud on your resume right now is that. Now, I did see they moved up to 75th exactly in the net this morning. So it's a quad two loss and is a quad one win on Saturday. Although then they'll probably – move backward if i my win, so uh-huh. the net is just insane. But long story short, I am a little scared of Maryland. I think it's not a great matchup for Illinois. They need to do something different defensively on Julian Reese and yes. Jameer Young if they want to go in there and expect to win. But you need to win this game to me. I, you can't get swept by a team that's not even going to sniff the tournament if you really want to be a 3-4 seeds yourself. So it's a big one, but I – would be lying if I said I have a ton of confidence. Yeah, I um, mean, Maryland could, Maryland could have uh, Rutgers roster, and I'd be like, well, it's Maryland. There's just right, there's right. that thought in the back of your mind, like when Michigan comes here, it's, it's almost the same way when Illinois sees Maryland. Who cares who puts on that Maryland jersey? They're probably going to find a way. It's weird. The one building in the Big Ten that Brown
6: Underwood has not gotten a win Is that in. that right? Yeah, the only one. So that's certainly something they could come away with and, and get that monkey off their back if they win on Saturday. But Ken Palm says Illinois by three, so tight game expected. I, I do think you'll get a good punch from Maryland, a team that convinced them they could convince themselves you got this game and they're at Wisconsin at Rutgers that they still have some life if they go on a little bit of a run. Not to say that they're going to make the tournament; they'd have to go really deep into the Big Ten tournament, if not like win out the regular season or something close and then go really deep in the big 10 tournament. But I would just assume that a guy like Dante Scott just loves beating Illinois because it's all he's really known. So uh, they want to keep that up. I watched back some of the game and we'll talk again more about this tomorrow, but I watched back some of the game earlier today and yeah, not doubling Julian Reese enough. I, they they tried at times. They were just kind of sent some guards down to swat at the ball, but to make the ball come out of his hands because Coleman is it's not a great matchup and then doing some either different things ball screen-wise or just being more effective and trying to make life tough on Jameer Young definitely needs to be things that Illinois is working on in practice. I'm sure they are, at least as far as prepar- coming up with a game plan and getting ready for that. Uh, that, again, is on Saturday. Real quick note, Michigan State last night, they continue to win and, and stay in the right column there. Too straight for them. They had previously lost, of course, before Illinois to Minnesota. But they win on the road at Penn State, 80-72. Never really in doubt they were in control for most of that game. Malik Hall had another big night, 29 points, 10 rebounds. If you look at their schedule, they're probably going to reel off some wins unless they decide to lose at Michigan uh, over the weekend. But I feel like we're going to start to hear the – Oh, watch out for Izzo! Right time of the year because they're at Michigan. They got Iowa at home, and then they got Ohio State at home. And you know what? I'm not really going to buy it personally.
3: I'm not either, but at the same time, they they made the Sweet 16 last year. I know. I know. I just what I will say about Michigan State is I would be a little upset if I'm a one or two seed seeing them in the round of 32. I, I get that. Tyson Walker is
6: a problem, for sure. I don't know if I trust Malik Hall to do it against a one seed, but, you know, they've got four guys that I, I trust. Now, if that one seed has... If they're playing North Carolina, if North Carolina is maybe the fourth one seed, Armando Baycott is going to just destroy uh, them. But, yeah, I, I get it with his with experience and really that team's experience as a whole. Uh, I know we got to get out of here, so we'll finish up the show, but tonight... How about some quick thoughts? Rutgers hosts Northwestern without Ty Berry. Rutgers minus three and a half. Do they continue their winning streak, which this would be four in a row, and the rack all of a sudden. All the tickets here say $8 tonight if you want to go. Um, the rack is, is back.
3: Yeah, I mean, Jeremiah Williams is all Rutgers needed. Could you imagine if they just reel off a bunch in a row and are like on the bubble picture? I guess that probably is unlikely, but... Interested to see how Northwestern looks without Barry. I'd probably lean Rutgers. I would, too, just knowing life on the road, although I want to see
6: Northwestern get into the tournament, solidify their tournament because I want to see Boo Boo in the big dance uh, and Barnheiser's are a good player as well. Don't need much time for this, and we're out of time. Purdue, number two in the country at home against Minnesota tonight. They're favored by
3: 16.5. Purdue at home is up 20 every time I look. So. Mm-hmm. Don't expect that that'll change tonight. Give credit to Minnesota, but nah. Go to Mackey and you'll get humbled quick. Nah is the right answer. Tough night for Dawson Garcia
6: with the matchup he's got. Zach Eady. Good show today. Thanks for thanks to Jeff Jones for joining us on the Tappan's Towing phone line. Jeff with the Belleville News Democrat down. At Spring Training, it's good to talk a lot of baseball with you today, Kyle. I enjoyed it. We'll talk Illinois-Maryland tomorrow. Brad Underwood will meet with the media. We'll play some of that. But until then, everybody have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow. It is the drive.